0: Listen to God's Word for September 29. Today's reading is Esther 1-3. through 3. May God bless this reading of His Word. Esther 1 This is what happened in the days of Xerxes, who reigned over 127 provinces from India to Cush. In those days, King Xerxes sat on his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. In the third year of his reign, Xerxes held a feast for all his officials and servants. The military leaders of Persia and Media were there, along with the nobles and princes of the provinces. And for a full 180 days he displayed the glorious riches of his kingdom and the magnificent splendor of his greatness. At the end of this time, in the garden-court of the royal palace, the king held a seven-day feast for all the people in the citadel of Susa, from the least to the greatest. Hangings of white and blue linen were fastened with cords of fine white and purple material to silver rings on the marble pillars. Gold and silver couches were arranged on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother-of-pearl, and other costly stones. Beverages were served in an array of goblets of gold, each with a different design, and the royal wine flowed freely according to the king's bounty. By order of the king no limit was placed on the drinking, and every official of his household was to serve each man whatever he desired. Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when the king's heart was merry with wine, he ordered the seven eunuchs who served him, Mehuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagtha, Zether, and Carcas, to bring Queen Vashti before him, wearing her royal crown, to display her beauty to the people and officials, for she was beautiful to behold. Queen Vashti, however, refused to come at the king's command brought by his eunuchs. And the king became furious, and his anger burned within him. Then the king consulted the wise men who knew the times, for it was customary for him to confer with the experts in law and justice. His closest advisers were Karshina, chethar Admetha, Tarshish, Miras, Marcina, and Mimucan, the seven princes of Persia and Media, who had personal access to the king, and ranked highest in the kingdom. According to law, he asked, what should be done with Queen Vashti, since she refused to obey the command of King Xerxes delivered by the eunuchs? And in the presence of the king and his princes, Mimucan replied, Queen Vashti has wronged not only the king, but all the princes and the peoples in all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the conduct of the queen will become known to all women, causing them to despise their husbands, and say, King Xerxes ordered Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she did not come. This very day the noble women of Persia and Media, who have heard about the queen's conduct, will say the same thing to all the king's officials, resulting in much contempt and wrath. So if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree, and let it be recorded in the laws of Persia and Media, so that it cannot be repealed, that Vashti shall never again enter the presence of King Xerxes, and that her royal position shall be given to a woman better than she." THE EDICT THE KING ISSUES WILL BE HEARD THROUGHOUT HIS VAST KINGDOM, AND SO ALL WOMEN, FROM THE LEAST TO THE GREATEST, WILL HONOR THEIR HUSBANDS. THE KING AND HIS PRINCES WERE PLEASED WITH THIS COUNCIL, SO THE KING DID AS Memucan HAD ADVISED. HE SENT LETTERS TO ALL THE PROVINCES OF THE KINGDOM, TO EACH PROVINCE IN ITS OWN SCRIPT, AND TO EACH PEOPLE IN THEIR OWN LANGUAGE proclaiming that every man should be master of his own household. Esther 2 Some time later, when the anger of King Xerxes had subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done, and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's attendants proposed, Let a search be made for beautiful young virgins for the king and let the king appoint commissioners in each province of his kingdom to assemble all the beautiful young women into the harem at the citadel of Susa. Let them be placed under the care of Hegai, the king's eunuch, in charge of the women, and let them be given beauty treatments. Then let the young woman who pleases the king become queen in place of Vashti. This suggestion pleased the king, and he acted accordingly. Now there was at the citadel of Susa a Jewish man from the tribe of Benjamin named Mordecai, son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish. He had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, among those taken captive with Jeconiah king of Judah. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is, Esther, the daughter of his uncle, because she did not have a father or mother. The young woman was lovely in form and appearance, and when her father and mother had died, Mordecai had taken her in as his own daughter. When the king's command and edict had been proclaimed, many young women gathered at the citadel of Susa under the care of Hegai. Esther was also taken to the palace and placed under the care of Hegai, the custodian of the women and the young woman pleased him and obtained his favor. So he quickly provided her with beauty treatments and the special diet. He assigned to her seven select maidservants from the palace and transferred her with them to the best place in the harem. Esther did not reveal her people or her lineage, because Mordecai had instructed her not to do so. And every day Mordecai would walk back and forth in front of the court of the harem to learn about Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. In the twelve months before her turn to go to King Xerxes, the harem regulation required each young woman to receive beauty treatments with oil of myrrh for six months, and then with perfumes and cosmetics for another six months. When the young woman would go to the king, she was given whatever she requested to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. She would go there in the evening, and in the morning she would return to a second harem under the care of Sheashgaz, the king's eunuch in charge of the concubines. She would not return to the king unless he delighted in her and summoned her by name. Now Esther was the daughter of and the uncle from whom Mordecai had adopted her as his own daughter. And when it was her turn to go to the king, she did not ask for anything except what Hegai, the king's trusted official in charge of the harem, had advised. And Esther found favor in the eyes of everyone who saw her. She was taken to King Xerxes in the royal palace in the tenth month, the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she found grace and favor in his sight, more than all of the other virgins. So he placed the royal crown upon her head, and made her queen in place of Vashti. Then the king held a great banquet, Esther's banquet, for all his officials and servants. He proclaimed a tax holiday in the provinces, and gave gifts worthy of the king's bounty. When the virgins were assembled a second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther still had not revealed her lineage or her people, just as Mordecai had instructed. She obeyed Mordecai's command as she had done under his care. In those days, while Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthan and Tiresh, two of the king's eunuchs who guarded the entrance, grew angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. When Mordecai learned of the plot, he reported it to Queen Esther, and she informed the king on Mordecai's behalf. After the report had been investigated and verified, both officials were hanged on the gallows, and all this was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. Esther 3 after these events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, elevating him to a position above all the princes who were with him. All the royal servants at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, because the king had commanded that this be done for him. But Mordecai would not bow down or pay homage. Then the royal servants at the king's gate asked Mordecai, Why do you disobey the command of the king? Day after day they warned him, but he would not comply. So they reported it to Haman to see whether Mordecai's behavior would be tolerated, since he had told them he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not bow down or pay him homage, he was filled with rage. And when he learned the identity of Mordecai's people, He scorned the notion of laying hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, he sought to destroy all of Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the kingdom of Xerxes. In the twelfth year of King Xerxes, in the first month, the month of Nisan, the poor, that is, the lot, was cast before Haman to determine a day and month, and the lot fell on the twelfth month, the month of Adar. Then Haman informed King Xerxes, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples of every province of your kingdom. Their laws are different from everyone else's, and they do not obey the king's laws. So it is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them and I will deposit ten thousand talents of silver into the royal treasury to pay those who carry it out. So the king removed the signet ring from his finger and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. Keep your money, said the king to Haman. These people are given to you to do with them as you please. On the thirteenth day of the first month, the royal scribes were summoned, and the order was written exactly as Haman commanded the royal satraps, the governors of each province, and the officials of each people, in the script of each province, and the language of every people. It was written in the name of King Xerxes, and sealed with the royal signet ring. And the letters were sent by couriers to each of the royal provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, and to plunder their possessions on a single day, the thirteenth day of Adar, the twelfth month. A copy of the text of the edict was to be issued in every province and published to all the people, so that they would be ready on that day. The couriers left, spurred on by the king's command, and the edict was issued in the citadel of Susa. Then the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was in confusion. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.